The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Drivers, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Joining you once again for another episode of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He is Cody Zeeb. I am Rod Gomez, And as we always do on Wednesday afternoons, evenings, whenever you listen to Thursday, Friday, maybe if you even listen to it on Saturday, we are breaking down the DFS portion of the race this weekend in Las Vegas. Cody, it's Viva Las Vegas, baby. Elvis, slot machines, losing tons of money because... You you why you try to follow that old lady who is putting money in that machine all day long, and you never hit. So uh, welcome to Vegas, baby. Welcome to Vegas. Luckily, you can uh, win back all your losses uh, on the slot machine in both NASCAR betting and NASCAR DFS, and that's what we're here for, right? Indeed, we're trying to recoup your losses from following those old ladies. Have you ever done that before? I mean, I know we don't normally go a lot off topic, but have you? <laughs> been in Vegas before and followed old ladies around uh, with with their cup of, of quarters you trying to hit or, or have anybody done that to you? I mean that's the strategy, right? You you got to follow somebody around. Like they get the machine warmed up and you know, shout out to my old boss Larry. That that was always his thing. Like anytime somebody gets off a machine, you know, one of those little things, like he jumped up and ran over there because. They got it warmed up for him. It's ready to win now, right? That's that's the winning strategy. I don't know. I, I've never tried that before <laughs> because, A, I don't have the patience, and, B, I never really had the funds because I was always at the poker table uh, pushing chips all all around. So um, that was where I lived most of my, my casino life. Yeah, I mean, hanging out in the sports book is more my thing. So uh, <laughs> that's where most of the time is spent, but. Yeah, slots are fun a little bit here and there, you know? I just, I never had the patience for slot machines. I know people do, and they love them to death. I've had folks that swear by penny machines where all they do is throw, like, $20 in pennies in and just go to town for hours. I'm like, ah, how? That's cheap entertainment. If, if you get it for, you know, a penny a spin, it lasts a long time, and maybe you get lucky, right? <laughs> Some people walk away with a couple thousand dollars in their pocket from it, hey. so good, to you. good on you if you figured out how to make that work for you because... I don't got that kind of time. (laughs) 
that's why we stick to the uh the sports betting side of things <laughs> at you least you much. you know it's more of a, a skill there than just random dumb luck and i see sunday's Although, as an investment this of season, watching this guess, well <laughs> dumb, luck, dumb luck might be better for you if there's <laughs> cardboard on the track jesus <laughs> oh my god yeah go back listen to the betting episode listen to the recap episode if you want cody's uh take on on what happened this last weekend on the Roval, but eyes ahead for us as we turn our attention to the Las Vegas Motor Speedway for the South Point 400. We've already talked about the betting aspect of it. Again, go back, listen to that if you haven't already, or if you just play DFS, hang with us here. Uh, this is not a, a race that is going to hopefully end in a ton of carnage. It's a mile and a half again. They've already been here once before. They've got data on this track. They already know what they're up against, so hopefully we know what we're up against. The winner of this race from last this last time out in the spring, Alex Bowman, notably absent from this race still with that concussion, uh, probably not going to be back for the rest of the season. Well, confirmed now. They did release that this afternoon. He will not be back the rest of the season. So Noah Gragson will continue to fill in in the 48 car. He was scheduled to drive these final races in the 16 car for Colleague. Obviously, you put A.J. Allmendinger in that. He's going to be full-time in that car next year anyways. Get the team working together. Get things, you know, kind of figured out there. So a win-win for them as far as that goes. But, yeah, Bowman is done for the season at this point. No reason to risk re-injury. NASCAR also announced they are going to have a new rear clip uh, for next year to go on these cars, which they are actually funding for the teams. Um, They're going to cover the cost of changing out these rear clips. According to their tests and stuff, supposed to absorb the the impacts better and hopefully reduce these concussion issues. Um, so at least good to see him being proactive. You know, hopefully it's not just throwing a bandaid on there and telling your kid it's going to be okay. Hopefully it is actually a, a solid change. But but yeah, that was announced that uh, Gregson will be in the 48 the rest of the season, and Bowman's going to go ahead and and sit on the sidelines and uh, hopefully be back in the spring. No kissing boo-boos here. They're actually going to put some uh, actual change in it, which is good. That's that's obviously the drivers were concerned. You know, I, I don't like you said. Uh, I think it was in the recap show. I I just have not seen this many concussion issues in one season in this car or in in NASCAR in general. So something had to be done, and I'm glad they're going to do it because yeah. And, and I mean that that could go two ways. The the they the report concussions back in the day. Probably not. Obviously, we we talked about Ricky Rudd literally taping his eyes open to get through a race once. So, you know, they were probably racing with things they shouldn't have been racing with at some point. Um, but so again, you know, good that these guys are reporting things and, and being honest with how they feel and getting it taken care of. So hopefully they do reduce it though. We've seen problems always. Obviously we've talked about guys like Dale Earnhardt Jr. Casey Kane having issues with these before. So, so I mean, it's, <laughs> you're hitting a wall at, at, you know, 160, 180 miles an hour. It might hurt your head a little bit. Yeah, indeed. I mean, I, I saw a truck that hit the, a tree today, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it had to be at least only 60 to 70, uh, but I can still only imagine hitting something at 160, 170. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, and no matter how well you're strapped in, how well you're padded, that's a hell of an impact on your body. So uh, one more one more quick piece of news, too, before we get into the picks. Uh, Kurt Busch, there's going to be an announcement on Saturday. I don't like the sound of that. They're in Las Vegas. He's from Las Vegas. Uh, man, I hope that it's not him retiring. I hope the announcement is he's coming back for another season. I'm going to cross my fingers and toes and hope that's the case. Um, but obviously, stay tuned for the news on that. It, it could very well be his retirement now that, that the Reddick deal is leaked and 
he appears to probably be uh, most likely sliding into that 45 car next year. He will be with 2311 next year. So keep an eye out on the news uh, with the Kurt Busch stuff there. Hopefully he's coming back for one final goodbye, but uh, we'll have to see. I don't know. If I'm an odds maker, I'm putting plus money on the announcement that he's coming back. That's That seems to yeah, be. Yeah, unfortunately, I think that uh, if you're betting on it, you're probably going to bet on he's retiring, which is, is too bad if that's the way that he has to go out. Yep. I wouldn't Verstappen juice it, but I would definitely put it uh, somewhere in that. It'd, it'd you know. be the favorite for sure. Yeah, it would. <laughs> um, all right. Speaking of favorite, Vegas, mile and a half, one of our favorites, favorite races because one, no weather. We'll, we'll never have to deal with the weather in Las Vegas. Uh, and two, it's just always a, a great time. You say that now, Rod. It's 2022. <laughs> My bad. Who knows? We might get a cardboard rainstorm or something. <laughs> oh, God. The neon lights are going to be too bright in, in on the strip, and it's just going to wash Who the track out. Who knows what could happen. <laughs> God, I'm sorry. I, I've unleashed a plague on our houses. Uh, it is 267 laps, good for 400 miles in the South Point 400 race. So there are laps to be led. And we'll take that into account for sure uh, as we give you our DFS picks. As we always do, it is two high-priced drivers and two mid-priced drivers and then, of course, two uh, bargain drivers to, to fill out your DFS lineup. So, uh, Cody, why don't we just go ahead and start hitting them with some drivers that we like here uh, for this race? Let's do it. And, yeah, we talked about it the last couple of weeks. Uh, road course and super speedway, a little bit of a different strategy, shooting a lot more for place differential. Still going to want some place differential here, but 267 laps, that's a lot of laps. That's a lot of laps led. That's a lot of fastest laps. That's what you need to really try and find is these guys who are going to be up front leading some laps, and then obviously get your good finishers, get your place differential as well. I'm going to start off Tyler Reddick, uh, $10,100. He's a whole $1,000 cheaper than, than Denny Hamlin, who's on top of the board here. Uh, and he's run well this season. He just won at Texas three weeks ago, the last intermediate 1.5 mile track that we ran at. Um, so again, these tracks are, are slightly different, but fairly comparable size wise and whatnot. Um, so he finished, he, he won the race there. He led 70 laps during that late, that race. He led 38 laps at Kansas. I, I believe he had tire troubles, ended up not finishing the race there, but finished, finished sixth at Charlotte back in the spring. He led 90 laps at California back in the spring as well. Um, so again, he's one of these guys that yes, he's been eliminated from, from the playoffs, but that's not slowed him down. We just saw last week, he had a really good chance to win the race at the Charlotte Roval. Things are going well for him. Uh, last time they made a big announcement that he wasn't coming back to the team. He goes and rips off two wins, has a bunch of great runs. Well, now the announcement's not necessarily been made, but the news has been leaked. He's not going to be back at RCR next year. Like was originally thought he's going straight to 2311. This team still wants to go out on top. They still want to, you know, they can't win a championship at this point, but let's get some wins. Let's get some momentum heading into next year where you got two-time champion Kyle uh, Bush coming over to drive for him. So they're going to want to be on the top of their game. Reddick, again, we've talked about it, one of the best young talents in the in the series right now. Um, been, a, been on a little bit of a roll here lately. I mean, you go back over his last two, four, six, eight starts, he's got one finish worse than eighth place, and that covers a, a good chunk of tracks. Um, so yeah, he, he's been running extremely well here lately. I know we talked about a lot, um, earlier on in the season about, you know, running well and not being able to finish races. It's gotten better. He's been able to run well and finish them. Um, and so getting him at a discount here, 
I know he was one of the guys you talked about on the betting show that you really like to win this race. So, you know, if he's going to be up there in contention to win, I think he can lead a bunch of laps. I think he can get some fastest laps and uh, be, be a little bit of a pivot from, from the top couple of guys at least. Yeah, and that's the thing I did talk about. It, spoiler alert, I talked about uh, Tyler Reddick. Go back and listen to it, though, for all of everything, what we covered on it. And, and t- yeah, Tyler Reddick is definitely somebody I agree could steal a win in this. And, of course, that's that's kind of what you're after, too, in, in this high price is you want these guys to win or, or lead some laps. And so uh, Cody just laid it all out for you, and I think everything you said is exactly right, which is why I do like Reddick in this one. Um, as well. In fact, I was going to pick Reddick, but I decided to go ahead and pick Denny Hamlin instead. He well, that's is good because I was going to pick Denny Hamlin <laughs> and you beat me to the sheet. So. <laughs> we stole each other's picks, I guess. I think it's funny because we are, I mean, listen, we've done this now for the better part of, I don't know how, whatever the month total is between February and now uh, we have definitely learned each other's tendencies and, and I'm like ah, I probably should stay away from this guy because he's probably going to pick him so uh, we've totally gone full circle and done that to each other this week uh, yeah so I'm, I'm picking Denny Hamlin he is $1,100 Cody did say he is one of the more expensive guys on the slate but obviously for good reason uh, really he sits seventh on the list here as far as uh, and maybe even more because this is a little bit old in the data um, in, in terms of how many laps he's actually led here uh, on Las Vegas. But to give you a little perspective, um, last or the, the last race he ran before the spring race here, so the last race of 2021, he led 137 laps in route to a win on this track. 47 laps uh, in the spring race here uh, in 2021. And then, of course, in 2020, 121 laps led on his way to a third-place finish on this track. In the spring, bad luck hit Denny Hamlin on lap 219, somewhere around that vicinity. Drivetrain issues forced him off the track. He led 31 laps, though, uh, before having to to pull off in a 32nd-place uh, finish for that. But his average finish here... 13.2 uh, with 21 starts overall. Overall, 354 laps that he's led around this circuit. Uh, just a fantastic um, career here in Las Vegas for Hamlin. And, you know, it hasn't been all that great for Hamlin lately. I get that. Um, <clears throat> but you look at the last few uh, the last few races that he's actually led some laps. Talladega, he led 20 uh, and then Richmond, 22, Michigan, 38. So he's not a stranger to leading laps. In Nashville, he led 114 of them. So, you know, again, as for as bad as it's been, he's still been able to get you some of those dominator points, and I think he's going to do well on this track altogether. Um, and so I think definitely he's worth the price. It is pricey. I get it. I know. Um, but, you know, he's given you decent finish. 41, 43, 37, 38. He gave you 70 at 1.62. Uh, so in a stretch of good runs, he's given you at least 60 fantasy points uh, in, in his, in his uh, column. So, again, it's, it's a lot pricey, but he's definitely a guy that I'm going to build uh, at least one or two lineups around. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's the highest price driver on the slate. He's the favorite to win this race, both for good reason. We talked about it in the betting show a little bit. We didn't pick him to win because of where the odds were at, but... We said we wouldn't be surprised if he leads a ton of laps. If he does win this race, if he's up front all day, he's going to have one of the better cars. Uh, I think we both very much expect that. And so, yeah, I 100% back this. Like I said, I jumped on the document. You'd beat me there. I was about to type in Denny Hamlin's name, and I was like, okay, 
let's make a pivot. So I do still love Tyler Reddick. I was glad I was able to find him up there as well. But uh, but yeah, fully back you on Denny Hamlin here. Yeah, when when you lead at least 120 laps in two of four races here on this track, it it definitely shows that you've got some sort of dominance. I know a new car. I know all season long we've been preaching to you, this is a new car. We can't take past stats, but I think we have enough data size now. But yeah, and I and I th- I mean that is true. But we've picked and choose chose you know places where you can take previous stuff and how well certain guys have run places. And and there are some things like Kevin Harvick top tens at Phoenix that, you know, yeah, it's a new car, but it's 18 in a row at this point or whatever it is. So there are some things that that you can look back on it and can still translate. And I mean, Denny Hamlin's been dominant for years, a mile and a half tracks. That's not changed this year. He doesn't have a ton of wins on them, but he's had good cars week in and week out when they go there. We've seen it with Toyota lately. The speed's been crazy. We've seen it with his 2311 cars sweeping Kansas, another similar track, uh, probably one of the most comparable tracks to Vegas, uh, in my opinion. So uh, the speed has been there with Toyotas. The speed has been there with Gibbs. So, yeah, I think he's a great pick up top here. All right. See, look at double stamp on both of them because we both picked each other's drivers. I I love it. (laughs) Uh, All right. We're going to step down into the mid-grade drivers when we come back from the break. But before we do as we always do, let me ask you, are you thinking of joining WinBet? Well, now's the perfect time because new customers like you who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where no one's going to follow you around with their cup of quarter and try to take your machine as soon as you get there. Plus, you get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Are you looking to join the WinBet Biggest Winners Club? I know you are. Whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBet, odds-wise, gets a $1,000 free bet. Go ahead, load up on those crazy parlays. Hopefully, you'll hit. Because last week, someone turned $6 into $4,000 on their parlay. Plus, they got a free $1,000 bet. So, WinBet is truly for you hashtag dgen only gamblers there's so much to choose from all you got to do head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash w-i-n-n-b-e-t to claim your free bet today offer subject to change terms and conditions winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available if you or somebody you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 all right we're all about saving money here on this show and we want to give you the best value for the price and we've got a couple of drivers that we believe will do so in your dfs lineup cody i noticed you took a a larger step down than me which i anticipated actually i knew you were going to pick this guy uh so i'm glad that you kind of went low when i went a little high in the mid-range drivers yeah and it works out perfectly uh eric jones a guy i absolutely love this weekend i talked about him on the betting episode a top 10 at three to one to win this race, a hundred to one. Are you kidding me? The disrespect here. Um, Jones has had a very good season. He's run very well. Uh, he's been doing well lately. He just finished sixth at Texas again, three weeks ago, the most recent intermediate track, the, the, you know, it's the same size mile and a half track as here at Las Vegas. Um, and yeah, sixth place finish there. And he started 27th. So not only is he getting you a good finish, He's getting you solid uh, place differential as well. He finished eighth in Michigan. He finished 11th in Nashville, where he started 23rd again. Those tracks a little bit different, but but still intermediate tracks. Uh, he finished 14th at Charlotte after starting 20th. 
Uh, third at California back in the spring. He led 18 laps. Uh, he won a few weeks ago at Darlington. Again, that was a race where he didn't win based on fuel mileage. He didn't win based on pit strategy. He didn't win because of complete chaos. He just went out there and beat these guys and won. So we know he can do it. Yes, I understand he's not in a Hendrick car or something. I don't expect him to come lead every lap here. Maybe he doesn't lead any laps, but you don't need him to lead laps at this price point. If he can get you a good solid finish, like a sixth place at Texas, even if he starts in the top 10, he's still going to pay off for you. But if you get it where he starts somewhere like 27th or something like he did there, even better because that place differential is there for him to go out and get. But his finishes have been consistent. He's run solid. He's looked very good. Um, I think that he, they they really struck gold with that crew chief pairing with uh, with him and his crew chief. They've done really well together, working together this year. Again, this this quote unquote level playing field. Also, another thing too that that a lot of people overlook is last year when he drove this car, it was the old car, obviously the the more unlevel playing field. It, this was also a petty car at the time. Now it's a petty GMS car, which means that it's a GMS car who has a lot of money, owns an airline. They have pumped a ton of money into this. The petty part is still there because of the name, the number, all of that. I, I think that most of this team is now owned and run by GMS, and that's made a huge difference as well. We've seen how successful their truck program has been. They've moved that up in a cup now and really haven't skipped a beat. Even Ty Dillon has done pretty good uh, for you know the type of driver that he is. And, man, I'm excited to see Noah Gregson and that equipment next year. I think that's going to be very exciting. But, yeah, Eric Jones, one of my favorite plays on the weekend, betting-wise, DFS-wise, fantasy-wise. My day is probably going to hedge a lot on Eric Jones this weekend. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, but I feel pretty confident in him. And, and how can you not, to be honest with you? I mean, he is he's averaging 34.6 fantasy points uh, over the course of the races. And, and really, to put that in perspective, if you look at where he's at, he is within the top 10 in that category. Guys like Elliott, Chastain, Truex, Blaney, Harvick, Bush, Bell, then Jones, then Logano. Those are the guys that that populate this top uh, top tier of drivers. Elliott, 10,000 this week. Chastain, 9,000. Truex, 9,000. Blaney, 9,000. Harvick, 8,000. Bush, 9,000. Bell, 10,000. Eric Jones, 7,000. Logano, 8,000. Like, it, it honestly is a steal at that price, and you look at just the last three races alone, 50 points, he was priced 7,000. 51 points, he was priced 8,000. 66 points, he was priced 8,000. Now, now you're getting him at 7,100. Like, yeah, why Why the heavy discount? I, I don't, that's, yeah, that, and that was actually something else I had written down that I didn't even get to, but, yeah, why the heavy discount when we've seen the results, especially on the intermediates, where he's been good, to, and I guess... Just, just, you know, like looking at a big picture, you think, oh, well, yeah, a shorter track, a road course, a, a super speedway. He's got advantages built in there. When you get out with the raw speed of these intermediates, you're not going to see it as much. But that's not what the numbers say because he's been there all year, and I don't think that's going to be any different this weekend. Agreed. Uh, all right, I will go ahead and, and give you another one of those drivers that I just listed off, and that's Joey Logano. I know that it probably feels gross because you think to yourself, well, Joey Logano, I've, I've seen him do some terrible things. He started on the pole last week, finished 18th, uh, started 11th at the Yellowwood. I still like saying that. Yellowwood 500, uh, finished 27th there. Didn't improve his his position when he started second at the Auto Trader Echo Park 
Automotive 500, again, a long one, uh, started second, finished second. Uh, the Bristol race started 15th, finished 20th. I mean, the guy has not turned in very good performances so far this season. But he gets to go to Las Vegas, where he has done some good things in the past. And a couple of wins on this track. Hasn't been a good form lately, but he's also led a lot of laps here as well. He is up in the uh, in the top few of, of lap leaders on this track. So I think Joey Logano, for me, again, he, he's led 495 total laps here with two wins on this track. He's a pivot. He's a pivot in, in a situation where people are going to fade him, uh, but I have a feeling that he's actually going to do better than advertised uh, this week. He's just He hasn't put together the type of runs over the last few races that you want out of him, but he did finish second in Texas. He finished fourth at Darlington, third at Watkins Glen, sixth at Richmond, fourth at uh, Michigan, sixth uh, at Watkins or uh, at Richmond. So he put together a, a pretty decent string there of, of good finishes. He's just fallen on hard times since the playoffs have started. Expect that team, that 22 team, to right the ship. And this is a perfect track to do it on. They definitely have the the uh, the data. He did lead. Uh, he didn't lead any laps here. This this uh, this spring, unfortunately, started sixth, finished fourteenth. But that was early in the season. They put a lot more together. This is a track that they've run well on historically. So I, I have a feeling that this is a better a better opportunity for for Logano to get a good finish here uh, th- this this fall. Yeah, I agree. And again, I think he. I think you're right on. He is kind of a pivot play, a different different play from what the field's going to play. He's not a very sexy play at all. He just. His results are so up and down, and that can play good to your advantage, especially if you're trying to take down one of these bigger prize pools and stuff. Like he's either boom or bust. We've talked about it before. It's like he's either first or he's twentieth. Like there isn't much of an in between. So you you hit him right on one of these races where he is running good and running well and up front and kind of shocks everybody. Not a ton of people are going to have played him, and he could be a very valuable difference. And it's not that he can't get it done because we've seen him get it done. We know he's one of the better drivers, one of the veterans, despite being as young as he still is at this point. Um, been around a long time, knows what he's doing, seems to have a pretty good handle on this car. I mean, really, you look at the last couple of weeks, yeah, he finished 18th last week at the Roval, but that's just because of of he was points racing. I mean, he started on the pole in that race. He, he led, uh, was it 27 laps to open that thing up? And then, you know, pit strategy cycled him back because he stayed out to get the the stage points and stuff. So the result, not necessarily indicative of, of how he ran for the day. Um, but then, yeah, you go back and, and he had a second place a couple of weeks before that. Um, he won, uh, you know, earlier on in the season here and stuff. So he's, he's gotten some good runs, some good finishes, and he's led a ton of laps a few times. I mean, you go back to Richmond, 222 laps. Again, that was one that was just kind of out of nowhere. Like, I don't think really anybody was expecting that from Joey. All of a sudden, Boom, you know, 222 laps. He only finished sixth there, but you don't need much more than that when you got 222 laps led, 41 fastest laps. So he's a guy who can get it done. We've seen him do it plenty of times, and he's going to be different in your lineup, and that can help you take it down. Yeah, I like him as, like I said, a a GPP play to sprinkle in your lineups. Don't necessarily go heavy on him. This is not a guy you want huge uh, roster ship percentage in your DFS lineups, but definitely have a few because if he hits, he's going to hit for you, and he's going to hit well, and he could very well be in the victory uh, circle before uh, the the day is over. And eighty nine hundred dollars, I know that the the DFS gods probably see it the same way as I do. 
Um, that's why they didn't put him down there in the 7,000 range. But, um, you know, again, he's got a good points per game average, points but, per race average. Yeah. And again, that's kind of, I mean, honestly, having him up there, he's kind of in that no man's land where people are going to want to go for the elite drivers that are more expensive. Then they're going to want to sneak down for a little bit cheaper guys. And he's going to get left there in the middle by himself. And that's where you sneak in and you grab these guys. And, and with all the chaos we've seen lately, like if you can be different sometimes, that's going to help you a lot. So uh, I think I think he's a great play this weekend. All right. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to also step even farther down into the bargain bin. Uh, I, I say bargain bin, but these are good guys. Look, I love you. I love you, drivers. It's just your prices are bargains, okay? I, I don't, don't even think we're going into the bargain bin this weekend. I, I think we're getting solid drivers, and I've already checked. They all fit. So, uh, Ooh, there I love it. You could build one lineup with this <laughs> as well. And we got 100 bucks to spare. Oh, man. See, we don't try to do it, but sometimes... We t- it's not playing that way, and sometimes it doesn't fit. And again, we're not giving out a full lineup because we don't have all of the the details of practice and qualifying and we don't know where they're starting. You know, if these guys are starting one through six, yeah, I probably wouldn't advise playing them. I mean, it'd be great if we hit them that good that, you know, we got the six fastest guys, but, uh, but yeah, obviously starting positions and other factors go into a lot of the stuff as you're constructing the lineups, but solid guys to watch going into the weekend and to use to build your lineups. Uh, like we talk about every week. We do talk about it every week. So, but if it's your first time joining us, thank you, thank you very much for for tuning in. And hopefully, we'll uh, we'll win you some money this week, and we'll do it with our bargain drivers. So when we come back from the break, we'll give you our yeah, they're not bargains, but they're bargains to us drivers. <laughs> but let's tell you that if you watch football, you need to watch Fubo TV. You need to watch it on Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone Plus games in 4K at no extra charge you get over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable go ahead and watch on all your devices you'll never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based dvr best of all no contract and no commitment you can cancel at any time i wish the rest of life was like that and right now you can try fubo tv free for seven days get 15 percent off your first month just go to fubotv.com slash sgp that's f-u-b-o-t-v.com slash sgp if you listen to any of my shows uh, on this network, you know that I toss out a ton of stats all the time. We all toss out a ton of stats because we are a network that is based around statistics and giving you the cold, hard facts when it comes to placing your bet. And a site that we have discovered that goes a long way in helping that is OddsTrader.com. OddsTrader.com is probably the best source that you will find for comparing odds across all the major sports books. In fact, it's not probably. It is the best place you're going to find all of the odds from all the major sports books, plus all the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books. You can get the best deal by doing exactly that. It also gives you player statistics, key game statistics, injury report, projected game day weather. It's going to make you the single most informed and brightest better, not just on your block, not just in your city, but in the entire universe. It's also got a bet tracker, so you can keep records of all your games and betting activity. Find all of it. Handicapping, play-by-play updates, live scores, bet tracking, player statistics, key game statistics, projected game day weather. It's all there for you. Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader. It's the number one site for all of your game day bets. Well, we said it, Cody, that you can actually fit every single driver on the uh, that we're going to suggest to you 
in one lineup, and we've done so because we found two good drivers that are lower priced than I think they should be, and uh, I like both of them, first of all, I like yours, uh, but I think mine is an absolute steal, so uh, make the case for your low price driver for the slate. Yeah, love both these guys. We've talked about this guy multiple times this season, and for good reason, because He's worked multiple times this season. Justin Haley, fifty eight hundred. Um, again, this this price is just it's baffling to me. I don't understand. First of all, fifty eight hundred. He was sixty two last week, sixty two the week before, fifty seven, but then sixty before that. Uh, now we're back at fifty eight. I, I don't get it. But the last intermediate track we were at, Texas, three weeks ago, he finished in third place and he started thirty first. Okay, so that right there is waving to you. Hello, that looks pretty good. But but that's not it. Uh, he finished fifth place last week at the road course. Again, a road course. That's a little different, but he still had a good run, a good ride. Finished 19th at Kansas after starting 27th. At this price range, I will take that. That's just fine. Um, 17th at Michigan after starting 21st. In the first Las Vegas race, he finished 17th as well after starting 28th. Uh, California back in the spring. 23rd after starting 35th go back through his entire season and justin haley has five finishes of worse than 25th in the entire season five finishes worse than 25th for a guy that's 5800 and and if you look down in this area where he's at i mean you got guys you know ty dylan harrison burton but if you're trying to to go a little bit cheaper even only uh, he's what 58 so yeah you're going down a thousand less you get you get a guy like bj mcleod so if you can find a way to save a thousand dollars elsewhere you are getting a hell of a deal in getting haley this far down here there is just no reason he should be this cheap anymore the way he's been running lately um and with the way he's running intermediates this season it, it just it makes no sense and again uh Let's see. So, yeah, last week he finished fifth. He was 15th at Talladega, third at Texas, 12th at Bristol, 19th at Kansas, 19th at Darlington, the 28th at Daytona, but an 18th at Watkins Glen. I mean, again, he's had very, very solid runs all throughout the season. And despite all of the madness, all the chaos, all these top-tier guys we've seen blow tires and hit the wall or have mechanical problems or, or have this, have that, and Haley's only finished worse than 25th five times in the entire season. So he's got a very safe floor, and he's also got a pretty high ceiling. We just saw it a few weeks ago at Texas with the third-place finish. He can get it done. That team's getting better and better. We've talked about it before. Colleague has a lot of money. Matt Colleague, who owns that team, is a billionaire with a B. They've got money. They've got resources. And, you know, their motto is trophy hunting or whatever it is, like, they are out here to win races. They're not just here to ride around in the back, be another team. They want to win races. They're building an organization from the ground up, and and that takes time, but they're doing it quickly. They're doing it well. Now you've got Allmendinger next year coming in full-time. He's going to run the rest of the races in the 16. Those guys learn a lot from each other. It's a great team. They're clicking on all cylinders. Justin Haley, for me, at 5,800 is almost a must-have probably. I mean – Again, you don't want to play one guy in every single lineup because things can happen. You know, he can hit the wall, get caught up in a wreck, have a mechanical issue or whatever. But a lot of my lineups are going to have Haley in it almost no matter where he starts because at 5,800, he's going to be able to get you a return on value way more times than he's not. 
In the spring, he was $6,100. He got you 38 points. That's about six times the value on on his uh, investment. And, I mean, like you said, 47 points last week at the Roval. He was priced at 6200 Again, quick back of the mat, napkin math. That's about seven times his value. 35 points, almost six times his value uh, the week before that. 70 points. Uh, over there the week before that and he was priced at $5,700 so listen for what you're getting off of Justin Haley week in and week out it, it's incredible and looking at his at his uh, fantasy points per race he's ahead of guys like uh, the guy I'm about to announce next and then as Michael McDowell Chris Busher, Bubba Wallace Eric Almarola Austin Sindrick Tyler Reddick like better points per race than all of these guys who are are you know either more expensive than him or cheaper than him. Uh, so definitely a, a good investment on Justin Haley. You're right. They're building a good team over there. Now with the dinger full-time, it's just going to be that much better. So um, definitely like that play and back it. Uh, but I'll I'll dip down. Well, I won't dip down, but I'll go up actually about $1,100 from Haley and uh, offer up Brad Kozlowski. Not a sexy name. Definitely not somebody. I'm, I'm giving you more pivot play. I, I realized as I was building this, I was like, I'm, I'm kind of giving you a little more pivot plays this week because uh, people are I've soured on Brad Kozlowski. But look, the guy gave you 46 points last week. Not bad, right? 14 points the week before that. That's not good. But 45 the week before that, 700. Or, I mean, sorry, 700. Oh, wow. Woo. He broke the game. Holy cow. <laughs> now I'm looking at lap sled. He led 100, and then I'm looking at the fantasy How many points. times the value is that? Oh, my God. All of it. Uh, 78 points <laughs> at Bristol. Uh, 60 points over there in the cookout Southern 500. So he's had some great races over the course of the season. Uh, but one thing that definitely stands out to me is performance at Las Vegas proper. 18 starts, 12 top 10s. Only six times has this guy not finished in the top 10 on this track. Uh, granted, the, one of those times was this spring uh, it, where he was uh, he started 15th and finished 24th, but that was a different Brad Keselowski. We, we were seeing a very rough start to the season for Brad Keselowski. Since then, he's actually gone on to do some pretty impressive things, uh, including an 8th place at Texas, 7th place at Darlington, uh, you know, top 13 at Bristol. So he's quietly been there around the end uh, for some of these races. Not Again, not a sexy name, but he did lead 109 laps at Bristol. So like I said before, that was good for like a 70-point run for him, which was uh, fantastic. So, you know, again, it's not it's not a super sexy name, but I have a feeling that uh, that we're going to see some, some good stuff out of Brad Kozlowski um, this weekend, just given the fact that he does know how to stay around the top 10 in this in this track. He'll figure it out in this car, I think. He's had plenty of time between spring and now to, to look at the tape, to run through. I don't think he's a big simulator guy, but if he does, um, I, I think he's ran through the simulator a few times to try to get himself into position to, to have a good finish here because, damn it all, if this guy doesn't need a good finish to end the season uh, and, and to just kind of get off on a good foot again as his owner driver in this this car for next year. Yeah, I mean, don't question Rod when he brings up Brad. We've, we've seen it earlier this season. Nobody was on Brad going into Bristol, and boom, all of a sudden leads 109, was it, yeah, 109 laps, uh, ends up with a 13th place finish that day. And that was even after he blew a tire and everything. I mean, but yeah, he's he's been on lately. 
again, back to Texas a couple of weeks ago. I'm taking a lot from Texas a couple of weeks ago because it was only three weeks ago. That's the most recent data we're going to have from a mile and a half. And it's a quick turnaround time from that to this. And, and that's where I'm looking for a lot of stuff. He finished eighth at Texas. Uh, he actually started on the pole that day. So they came out. They had speed. Um, he led 31 laps to start that race. So had a great day there. Yeah, you look back at the beginning of the season, things were very rough then. But things have drastically changed in both of those cars, both his six car and the 17 car. They've come a long ways. They've obviously learned a lot and made huge steps over there at RFK. Um, and yeah, again, I'm not going to argue with you when you bring up Brad. We've seen how well that's worked this season. No reason it's not going to continue working now. Um, and again, a very unsexy name, which I think that it's really good that you're bringing some of these guys to the table that nobody's looking at these guys because it's just, eh, Brad, you know, yeah, you play him on super speedways, right? And then you don't really touch him anywhere else. But this is the type of track if you would have played him at Texas, even after he started on the pole, you would have had a pretty good day then. You know, Bristol, looking back where you called it out, it was good. So, yeah, I, I love this play as well. And, again, with the six drivers we gave out, you could fit them all in there. And I wouldn't just set that and forget it. Um, I always like to, to run those lineups and see how they do. We've had some pretty decent weeks a few times uh, with all six of them, which with the limited information we have as far as not knowing starting position and practice and all all of that stuff, uh, I think is, is sort of impressive. All things considered, though, too, just to wrap up Brad Keselowski, he has led 316 laps on this track, which is good for eighth all-time uh, in the series. Wow. Behind guys like uh, Gordon and, and uh, Stewart and even Logano and, and Kenseth, Matt Kenseth, remember that guy, uh, and Jimmy Johnson. And then, of course, here's your weekly reminder, play Kevin Harvick. Doesn't matter. Guys led yeah. 679 laps on this track. Like I again, we didn't put him in the in the thing because we tell you every week just to play Kevin Harvick because that's yeah. He's, yeah. he's the free bingo square at this point. Uh, yeah. If you want to, was it a 25 to one, 30 to one bet on him? Uh, go back listen to the the betting episode and find that one out. But uh, yeah, we love some Kevin Harvick. Obviously, he's always a solid play in fantasy. It's bit us a few more times lately than than it had previously, but I'm not worried about that. We talked about him being pissed off at this moment. That whole team is pissed off now in Stuart House Racing because of the whole 41 fiasco. So, uh, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't mess with a, a pissed-off Kevin Harvick. Not even a little. Again, like we just just your weekly free square play him. 679 laps here. It's just it's ridiculous. He had 45 points. Uh, <laughs> to, to bring F1 into it again, it's like playing Max Verstappen in, in uh, DFS. Like it, You just got to plug in the free square and, and move on from there. Indeed. It's just that's the way it happens. So. Um, all right. Well, let me uh, get out your pen and paper. We're going to go over the drivers that we gave you uh, to to fill out your DFS lineups. Cody started it off with Mr. Tyler Reddick at 10100 I countered with Denny Hamlin at $11,100. This is a lot of ones and zeros. Uh, then Cody gave you Eric Jones at 7100 I said Joey Logano is going to peek his head out of nowhere and come out with a good day at $8,900. Uh, Cody closed it out with Justin Haley at 5800 and once again, I'm going back to the Brad K. Well because I just can't quit that guy. It's a, it's a thing. And then, of course, we tell you always play Kevin Harvick. Uh, just play Kevin Harvick. For reference, Kevin Harvick is uh, – got to click over around. He is $8,300. What? Kevin Harvick's $8,300. Oh, my please, goodness. Please play Kevin Harvick. Again, the disrespect – and we talked about that in the betting show. Disrespectful, some of the, the betting lines. And obviously, as we've dug into it here, disrespectful, some of the – 
DFS prices on some of these guys. So it'll be a fun week to, to build lineups. It'll be a fun week to build lineups. And of course, join the Discord. You'll find a opportunity to play some of those lineups uh, in our, well, just one of them. You got to pick your favorite one, play it against us in our contest. So find the link in there. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We have our, our little $5 fun contest. Shout out to the Gindy 500. We've had, you know, two of the, the most, well, first of all, the most chaotic race last year with Cardboard Gate or last week with Cardboard Gate. The week before, no chaos at all at Talladega when that's what I was predicting. He took the contest down both weeks. Props to him. He likes to talk a lot of shit. So if you could come in there and beat him, shut him up, I'd appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because Cody's running on bad luck on that answer. So, uh, All right, Cody, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media as we wrap things up here. Yep, find me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. All my stuff is over there. I'll have an Xfinity article out for the Garage guys later this week, um, as well for to cover DFS and betting there. Uh, yeah, go back and check out the uh, the recap show if you want to hear my rant about Cardboard Gate, and then obviously the betting show. I feel like we got some pretty good picks this week. Uh, hopefully, recover from the cardboard fiasco. But uh, yeah, leave us a rating, leave us a review, help us out. And uh, yeah, let's let's go make some money this weekend in Vegas. If you listen to nothing else in your life, go back, listen to that first six minutes of that show, that recap show, because that is pure podcast magic. Cody, I again, he warned me. He warned me that I was going to see a side of him I hadn't seen yet, and he was absolutely right. And so, yeah, if you love <laughs> Cody now, go back, listen to the first six, seven minutes of that. You're going to love him even more. Uh, as a blast. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. There's a link in the bio to everything I got going on, be it here, whether it's on the Sportsbook Review site, whether it's in between media. So much going on. Just find it all in my Twitter bio at RJ Gomez. Of course, join the Discord, sg.pn slash Discord. Yeah, go ahead. Toss us a review and a rating. Let us know how much you're enjoying this show as we wind down the season. Keep it going for a season two and tell the bosses that we deserve to have another show here Uh, continuing on in the network. So again, until next time, everybody, let's go racing. Enjoy Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. And let it ride.